Welcome to the culture, your campy, irreverent source for retro fun. We love 80s horror, comedy and sci-fi. We also love talking about these great films. Sometimes we stay on topic, other times not so much. So pop in a VHS tape, adjust the tracking and join in on the conversation. My voice is cracking. You sounded like Mario. Welcome to the cool oh. show. Oh, Mario. I thought I sounded like Peter Brady. <laughs> Peter, yeah. <laughs> I don't Things know Peter. must change. I, the new rearrange. I don't Jeez. know Peter Brady, so. <laughs> you don't. You're missing no. out, Sandra. You got to go watch I Peter told Brady. you, I don't think I can go back. I don't think if I, at this point in my life, I can go back and see the Brady Bunch. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. You, I mean, you're missing some <laughs> huge pop culture there. There's an episode where they see um, a flying saucer, and it's like, and it's like Greg with a little pipe or a little like fluty thing going, and it's like a shower smoke, curtain, he's like smoking a bomb, it's like like crack pipe. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Of course, it's <laughs> yeah. It's the Brady crack pipe. They all use it. I mean, Alice, <laughs> Alice is a freaking fiend, right. man. It's the family crack pipe. <laughs> Alice, Alice, and Sam are like out in the in the dungeon, the basement they have, like doing the you know the injections <laughs> and the smoking, the whole thing. <laughs> Who's Sam? Is that the dog? Sam is the butcher. Oh, <laughs> that uh, Alice is uh, a butcher, you know, huh? Yeah, yeah. By like trade and and by killer. Yeah. exactly. Yes, Alice and Sam are shady. I think they're yeah. They're definitely he, killing some people. They're, they're doing some stuff on... Uh... And she cleans it up because she's the maid, right? <laughs> yeah. I love it. There, see, I don't need to watch the Brady Bunch. I just there solved it. I just solved that case. And there's yeah. the... Uh, Mar- Marsha snorts the coke and goes like... My nose. <laughs> her nose, I know, right? That's what really happened. It wasn't the football that hit her. It was the, the coke. The coke just blew out her nostrils. That coke will get you every time. <laughs> Oh man, this is a Brady Bunch I want to watch. Okay. <laughs> so, tripping with uh, the hey, everyone, welcome to the Brady Bunch show. <laughs> We're live. No, just kidding. This is the cult show, of course, and we are live on Friday nights. Of course, we are together, separated, but again, as always, we are one. Whether there is distance, whether there is technology between us, it doesn't matter. Weather? W e a t h e r or W a t h e r? Oh, I just meant like we're we're having some extreme weather. Weather there is weather. Weather there's weather. Okay, we're still together. Oh, for all of our Texas peeps, we need to write a song. Whatever, no matter what Ted Cruz does or where he goes, because he's a scumbag. It doesn't matter. He's like bye 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 bye. Yeah, it's cold. I'm leaving. See ya. Going to guys, guys, did you know it's cold? Why are we all here? It's snowing. <laughs> oh, look. I'm going to build a big wall and keep you all out. But then I'm going to go to your country when it's cold in mine. See ya. You can't, have, you can't have just everything you want, sir. This is not Chuck E. Cheese. And it's not your birthday. <laughs> yeah. But the animatronics. I love the animatronics. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Ted Cruz or the Chuck E. Cheese? Well, no, I prefer if 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 Ted Cruz were an animatronic, it would explain a lot. Oh, you, I would. You would but, love that because Neil. I don't know if you guys know this. Neil freaking loves animatronics. I That's do, like I love. he he animatronics owns them. Awesome. And especially yeah, though when they're forgotten or like yeah. left them in the side of the road, <laughs> you gotta like pick them up and save them. <laughs> you have to save the animatronics. So. I don't run into a lot of those on the side of the road, so that's 
that's pretty special. <laughs> it is pretty special. <laughs> it's, it's goals to be driving by and see a discarded Chuck E. Cheese on the side of the road. That yeah. would make me so happy. Or a weird Santa or a country bear from the Jamboree. <laughs> country bear? That would be awesome. <laughs> no, they the country bears are fine. They just moved to Japan. I hear they're living it up at I always, I always wanted the moose. The, the moose that was like hung you on the side of the it. wall. You deserve that moose. <laughs> you do. Get the moose, God damn it. Is it not, but it's not Marty Moose. What's that moose's name? Do we know? I don't know. Anyway. Okay, who cares? Bullwinkle? No, that's a different <laughs> guy. <laughs> Bullwinkle is head on a wall. All right. Hey, you know what? What are we drinking? Hey. We've been so far off course oh. here. What's going on? Yeah, so um, I'm. remember I talked to you guys about my little... My alcohol-free alcohol, well, it's alcohol-free spirits. Yeah, rum. No, this time I'm no. doing the garden, which is my favorite. So this is the garden. It's very herby, very herbaceous. And I've got some Meyer lemons that my coworker grew. And I was like, free fruit. Thank you very much. <laughs> and some like sparkly water. It's so good. It's very refreshing. Awesome. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Pretty nice. Um, I am doing an old standard of uh, bourbon and ginger. Very bourbon good. and ginger. And I put together, in honor of today's show, I have the greatest American cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Manhattan. So I have a Manhattan. That is a very good cocktail. <laughs> it is a very good cocktail. So I got a nice big one, nice and cold, just the way it should be. You got a lemon in there, too? No, there's no lemon. No. Oh, your ice. It's ice. Looks it looks like a like lemon. A lemon. Yeah. It does look yeah. like a lemon. Yeah. Oh. We play tricks on you, the ice and I. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Here, I'll send you a lemon. I'm going to send it to you FedEx. Okay. I'll get to you by like the end of the show. And you can oh, perfect. Put it in there. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Awesome. Yeah. All right. What is on tonight's agenda? Sandra? Well, tonight is a very, very special episode of The Cult Show. We are not only belatedly celebrating Neil's birthday by talking about one of his favorite horror movies of all time, House, but we we have the star of House, William Cat. He's going to be here on the show. He's going to phone in, and we're all going to talk to him. And it's going to be amazing, because when it's Neil and it's your birthday, you get some pretty cool stuff. People... People turn up for my birthday. People <laughs> like turn up. They turn the <laughs> F up. For my yeah. birthday? So that's the Turn plan. up for what? <laughs> Scott, thank you. I just got that. <laughs> Scott's like, turn up for what? I'm like, my, oh, turn I got it. Turn up for what? My birthday. <laughs> oh, how cute. I'm old. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm old. Yes. Cheers. 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 Happy Quick. birthday, Neil. <laughs> thank you. Oh, okay. Mm. Oh, Scott, the producer is the best. He is. Um, Love that guy. If he wasn't already married, I might consider that. So, <laughs> all right. Joining us in the chat tonight, we have Enoch, the wonderful Enoch, the wonderful hungry yeah. boy, all the way from Australia. Yeah. They love and of us course, there. They, oh, it's such a nice, I bet, it's, I bet that's a wonderful place. I think Sandra should buy me a ticket and I can go. Oh, sure. I'll so, do it with my cult show budget. I'll just spend my allotment on that. <laughs> Thank you. you th- <laughs> the cult show points we get for. <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, Pismo, Mark, 
Pizzle Mark's in the house. Hey, Mark. Uh, he says it's lovely weather here. Can't say the rest for the same for the rest of the country. No doubt. Michael B. The beautiful Michael. Michael B. Mindy, of course, in the house. Mindy. Though the second half of Mindy, if you will, the horse's head to Mindy's rear is Laura. Wow. Wow. Laura is having a birthday today. <laughs> we got another cold show birthday. Happy Woo! birthday. Laura, happy birthday. Mindy, you don't have to take that. You have to take that. <laughs> Tell him how you feel. You know what? I know Mindy so well from the Colt film series <laughs> that I feel like I could give her the the fun. We can poke. We can poke the fun. So <laughs> poke, poke. Just don't poke the bear. And if we get a sudden uh, subscription taken away, we'll know why. <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> Mindy, we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. I'm sorry, Mindy. <laughs> okay, space face. Macy's in the house. Macy. Hey, Macy. Todd two oh nine is here. Todd from Central Valley. Todd? Oh, good old. We love Todd. Good old Vanilla Ken. Vanilla Ken, two weeks in a row. Good job, man. Thanks for being here. Mark Vision's Truth, all the way from Washington State, is here with us. All right. Uh, Oh, you know who we have with us tonight? Who? We have the duo, the dynamic duo of Evan and Kelly. Evan Fogner and Kelly D84. It's my people. Your people. Kelly's, I mean, you They're know, they mine. Could be our people too, can't they? They're mm, only yours. Only okay. mine. All I'm, right. just I'm just kidding. Uh, is Gory Bits here? Gory Bits just came on. Hello. Gory. Hello. What's up, Gory? I haven't gone that far yet. Down, Todd, or uh, Scott, whoever you are. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, whoever's talking in my ear. Hello, Gory. Welcome. Hello, Thank Gory you, Bits. Scott. Gory Bits. All right. Here's doing. I think that is everyone that I can see. Awesome. awesome. If you are if you are in the chat, if you are sorry, watching and you have not chimed in yet, please say hello. Yeah. Let us know you're in there. Okay. Sandra? Yeah. What do you got? Um, well, I'm going to I'm going to save, you know, my women in horror recommendations cuz I want to make sure we stay on time. So I'm going to save those. I'm going to put those in the parking lot and I'll give you double next week. Um, but yeah, put that in the parking lot. Just put a little pin in that. Um, I think the most important thing to talk about is not only did I watch some true crime, not only am I reading a good scary book for genre junkies that I'll talk about next week, but 30 coins. Yeah. 30 monedas. You guys, yes, you guys, everybody needs to watch the show. If you have HBO Max, you can watch the show. And, and you should, because it's brilliant. Please don't let Neil and I down. We've had so many horror TV shows canceled on us in our lifetime. Don't let this happen. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Then they'll make more. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that to us. That'd be, we couldn't get over it. Couldn't get over it. No. And it's so good and it's so scary and it's so biblical and it's so evil and weird and, <laughs> and pretty and amazing. It is. It's a great show. 30 coins. Go. I don't want to tell you to go get HBO Max because it's owned by AT and T, and I don't like AT and T. Neil, so. stop! They're gonna cut us. Don't. <laughs> so what are they gonna do? I pay them the money, so I don't. <laughs> but I still don't like them. So um, but you got good content on that HBO Max. You got thirty. There is coins. some good stuff on there. Yes, thirty coins. Good for them for picking up that, bringing over some international stuff. No question. Good for them. Yep. All right, Caleb. Uh, you know, I watched. Um, 
did you know that Hungry Boy has a YouTube channel that he posts things on? And he, uh, <laughs> so he made a recommendation. He, he did a little Russian movie called Sputnik. Uh, and I went and watched that a couple nights ago. And damn, that was a damn good movie. Um, it's Russian, so it's subtitled. But uh, I really liked it. Um, but in his, in his, on his <laughs> talking about it, he came up with the piss color palette that is in the movie. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Gross. And so now I want to do like a top five or top ten <laughs> films with the with the piss color palette. <laughs> that's a good one. That'd be a hard one. Yeah, <laughs> it would be. But <laughs> I'm going to leave that up to you, Caleb. I think that's a that's a you thing. Yeah. But no, it, it is a really good movie. It's on uh, Hulu. If you've got that, um, go check it out. I really enjoyed this movie. Um, yeah, awesome. Okay, good. Yeah, Sputnik. Uh, let's see. What did I watch? You know, gosh, I think the thirty coins, like you were saying, Sandra, was the main thing. Um, you know, there's a couple things. If it's okay, I bring up on this show. I know we're more genre based, which is kind of obviously more of the horror pop culture side with maybe a little science fiction and fantasy sprinkled in, but sure, there's a sure. couple real good comedies out there that I'm not sure. Um, if I just real quick, uh, there's the one, um, call on H on Apple, uh, the Apple streaming service called Ted Lasso Lasso. Mm-mm. I think it's called, I don't know Correct it. me if I'm wrong guys, but, um, but it's, uh, Jason Sudeikis is the main guy in that. Mm. And it is like him. Fabulous. Fabulous. I mean, it is. I mean, I'm talking like the writing is so good. Uh, and it's a really, really good show. Um, oh. I really highly recommend that. And then also there is um, Red Oaks, which is on Prime. And that's it's a set in the 80s. And it's about some kids and at a, a country club. But it is actually really well done. So if you're looking for something a little easier to watch, a little funnier, uh, Red Oaks. And I think it's called Ted Lasso. <laughs> I hope I'm saying remembering it right. <laughs> But um, those are both really good, uh, you know, comedy shows. You're looking for something kind of easy to go with, but are fun. So, because we're not, we're not just only horror, right? I mean, we no, we absolutely out. not. So, I mean, I like, am, but no, I know you are. I'm sorry, but we no, like both I, kinds I'm of not, music. I'm also a fantasy and sci-fi person. Right, I am. So, but Ted Lasso, yes. you might like. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really well-written show. But anyway, okay. So real quick. Let's head over on to this week in entertainment history real quick. Um, This week, we have on the 16th of February, believe it or not, in 1951, it was the birthday of William Catt. Go figure that. Today's guest, William Catt. Today's guest, yes, his birthday was on the 16th. So on Tuesday, he had a birthday. And you know what? The fact that he is ready for us to call him, I think we should just skip the rest of entertainment history <laughs> and do it right now. Let's Scott, get him, let's on, get the him on the phone. Let's get him. <laughs> is... Happy birthday. Is that William? Are you there? Yeah, yeah, this is me. I'm here. Yeah. Yay. Hey, happy Welcome. birthday. A little bit older, happy birthday. A little bit older and, uh, but not much wiser. I'll say that. <laughs> I don't know if anyone could get much wiser than you, to be quite honest. So you already have the knowledge of an owl, the strength of an eagle. It, it, <laughs> You're good to go. It, 
it comes from a lot of failures, believe me. Oh, no. No, no way. And some so, successes. I, I, you know, I was going to actually say before, I didn't realize you were going to come on so quick. Scott, good job on that. That was really good timing. That was but, perfect. Uh, yeah, but uh, honestly, um, Bill, you are, I mean, I'm I'm like a fanboy. So yeah. hopefully, oh, hopefully I haven't freaked you out too much over the years. But I mean, Bill, Bill, he's literally wearing your face on a T-shirt. I am wearing your face. And, right has, and has the emblem in the background on a flag. Oh, my God. No, when it comes to just over, I mean, um, just being a wonderful person and so goddamn talented. Um, I mean, it's just, it, it really is you, you, one of my favorite people, honestly. And so for you to be on with oh, us tonight, so I mean, it really, it makes me, it makes me so happy. I want to cry. But he's very <laughs> well, let me, uh, well, I'll be clamped. Yeah, I, I love that. Um, I just, I want to apologize to you and your audience that I couldn't be on video, but I just, I'm, I'm technically not, uh, not very savvy. And, uh, I, 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 because of COVID, I couldn't have one of my kids come over here and do it for me. So, but I'm here on the phone. Yes, no, that's, well, that's wonderful. And you know, we're also a podcast. So the podcast people don't mind. They can't see us anyway. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. oh well, uh, there you go. Okay. In fact, we get, we get better results with our podcast. So they don't have to look at me. So it works out. Better, <laughs> so. So, Neil, can well, I good. let our I, audience know that they can put questions down if they want us to ask yeah. some questions of Bill? See, Please oh, you're in charge. No, of Neil, course. you're in charge. This is your birthday. You're in, oh, that's right. It's in my Bill's birthday. birthday episode. <laughs> that's right. You didn't it's know, Bill, birthday we, both have birthdays. we both have birthdays in February. So, actually, Caleb does, too. Okay. Caleb's at the yes. end of the month. Yes, I do. So, yeah. Lots well, of happy, uh, Well, good for us Aquarians, then, I guess, huh? It, absolutely. So, in fact, everyone, that's how I guilted Bill into doing this. I'm like, I'm like, hey, man, it's my birthday. Will you please come on the show? <laughs> please. <laughs> but I, you are super busy, and I, and so it is really appreciated. Yes. Um, so that being said, uh, let's talk real quick, I guess, if we can. I mean, Scott brought up to you earlier about Pippin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that. I mean, he's really interested to just to know how, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that was an audition process you went through for that. Uh, well, we're just kind of curious, like how, how did it? Yeah, I was going to say yes. the genesis of that story, how I ended up in that. Um, for years, I had auditioned for uh, Bob Fosse and, and uh, Stu Ostrow, who was one of the original producers of that show. And I, produ- I auditioned for them many times, and in fact, twice. I got flown to New York, uh, uh, to, and I thought one time I was I was going to get it, but they were, but it didn't work out. And um, a few years later, after the first season of Greatest American Hero, um, I had garnered some, you know, some attention, public attention, and I was doing pretty well. And um, I got called again to see if I wanted to do it. And uh, I, I met with, uh, I walked into the room and Mr. Fossey was there at, behind at, with a piano, pianist, a companyist. And I said, uh, Mr. Fossey, I said, I've auditioned for you so many times. Do I really have to sing it again? And he said, no, you got the job. <laughs> so, so that was great. I got the job. And then, uh, awesome. and then it's funny, we, we rehearsed that in, in New York um, at the Broadway Arts, a rehearsal place on, I believe it was on 57th. 
and Broadway. And then we we took the production up to uh, Toronto and just outside of Toronto, uh, we we filmed it. And Bob, uh, Mr. Fossey wasn't supposed to do that. He was not supposed to direct it. But from the first day of rehearsal, he was so attached to the project and he knew it was being filmed that uh, he was there every single day and uh, ended up really putting the whole thing together uh, as a director. But he did not take credit for it. Um, you know, wow. his assistant, Kathy, was supposed to have just been there every day to help out. Um, and uh, but it was so it was so awesome to work with him. What a what a he was one of the giants in, in the in American yeah. theater, you know, and I was just so thrilled to have done that production and, and, and get to perform. We performed it, let's see, uh, for five days, five times in front of a live audience. And then one day they brought the cameras up on stage with no audience to get close-ups and stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Fossey, I mean, he's yeah, an icon. Icon. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a good Absolutely. Oh my gosh. What a great show. And I'm not a huge musical theater person, but I do like Pippin. I have to say. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. They did a, they did a bang up and I think it won uh, uh, several Tonys in, in the last few years ago, they did a, a reboot of it. With, yeah. Uh, that did very, very well in New York and, and the national tour did very, very well as well. I think it won some Tonys as well. Very cool. Very cool part, uh, thing to be a part of on your resume. Obviously still a huge, uh, huge favorite for a lot of us here. See, we like things oh, besides horror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although when there's no, no William Katz or Ben Vereen or whatever, it's kind of like, eh, you know, Loses we'll the magic yeah. a little. It loses the magic. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, yeah, that was, it was great. That was course. right after the first, uh, I think, first half season of Greatest American Hero because we had kind of an unusual uh, rollout on Hero. We did the pilot and then we were down and then we did like, I think we did like four or six shows of, of the series, the hour show, and then we were down. And then we did six more after that. And it was in between one of those spells that I got to do. I got called to come back to New York and, and, uh, and do Pippin. So that was great. I was going to ask if you were filming that in LA. No, we filmed that in the, and uh, we actually, we rehearsed in New York for about four weeks, five weeks. And then we took it to uh, Toronto and we, uh, we shot it in front of a live audience for five performances uh, in Toronto or just outside of Toronto. It was, it was wonderful. Yeah. I've done a lot of the, I've done a lot of theater in my life, but it doesn't get talked about a lot, but uh, I've done quite a bit of theater over the, over my lifetime. Yeah. And that's the thing, like I said, it's so amazing for me, Bill, about you is just, I mean, between theater and, comedy and and uh, dramatic i mean you're a great dramatic actor also it's just it's you know i think it's just an amazing thing to have that kind of range that you can do that i mean it's well something i sure yeah. shit can't do so oh. I mean, it's pretty amazing <laughs> so but that's why we love you so well thank you so much thank you so, so much. greatest american um, hero you brought you brought up obviously i mean that's mm -hmm. i don't know just that's one of the i think the biggest is it one of the biggest things people recognize you for? And would you say oh. when they stop you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that overall, it's 
it's either that or the film Carrie or the film mm, House yeah. that I did. And, um, you know, in and amongst, gee whiz, a whole bunch of other stuff that I did over the years. Yeah. But uh, but those three or four things and Pippin were, you know, I, I get recognized for Pippin still. I, I'm remembered for Pippin. Um, That's great. Uh, quite That's a bit awesome. on, when, I'm in, when I'm in the East Coast, you know. <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah, I was, you know, one of my little notes here written down is actually like, you know, Carrie, greatest American hero, Pippin, Big Wednesday, and of course, House. It's like to be a part of such gigantic pop culture, uh, you know, movies, content. I mean, it's just, I don't know. That's That's got to leave, leave a very warm feeling, I would think, in your heart to know that, right. you know, you're, you're a huge part of those. That I mean, things that oh, it was it was, it was great, memories. you know, and it was neat because I got to work, you know, on a number of those things. I don't know if, if you know, both of my parents uh, were were actors, so I came out of that tribe of people, you know, and uh, those that tribe of thespians. And my my dad was a cowboy <laughs> actor for many many years, and my mom, of course, was probably most famous for um, playing Della Street and the Perry Masons. Um, right. And then I right. got to work. She worked in Big Wednesday. She was my mom at Big Wednesday that I did with Milius and Gary Busey yep. and and Jan Michael Vincent. And she got to play my mom twice on Hero. And, Hero. and, uh, and then I got to work with her for four years when we did the Perry Mason specials from like 85 or 86 to 90, 91. It was that, that was a treat. That was a treat. That's yeah. so cool. That's and your mother, awesome. she was she was iconic as well. I yes. Mean, you know, oh it's, my God. It, it, yeah. It was, I mean, she was, uh, I mean, you, you told me actually that she was a really great lady. You gave me a little insight to her a couple of years yeah, ago. And it's just, was, I mean, it's just so yeah, wonderful. I mean, that you got the chance. Lovely, to lo- lo- lovely gal. I mean, she was a real broad when she needed to be and but she was always <laughs> my mom and just sweet and gracious and kind and generous and a wonderful grandmother. My, my kids just adore her or adored her yeah awesome that's that's so cool that um you guys have that in your family that you did so many projects together and you can look Mm -hmm. back on those that's really special well thank you thank you (laughs) so hey do you guys know about big wednesday does everyone know about big wednesday the surf i do i do (laughs) bill does so that i mean so bill you brought up uh um john milius and um, I mean, if anyone doesn't know him, I mean, he, a, he's, he's a prolific writer talking like, uh, apocalypse now Conan, the barbarian red Dawn. I mean, a bunch of other things he directed yeah. Conan and mm-hmm. red Dawn. So, and of course, mm-hmm. big Wednesday he wrote. And I mean, I can imagine working with him. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> the knowledge that man must have, I mean, this, the must be incredible. Yeah, he's a great, a great raconteur. He was a, a wonderful storyteller, and and you know he was also he grew up uh, in that small circle of friends with with uh, George Lucas and and Brian De Palma and and Steven Spielberg and Zemeckis and I mean he had he ran in that crowd in that circle of of entertainers. I mean of uh, creators, and uh, he was he was uh, revered by those guys as just such a brilliant writer. You know, it's a shame a few years ago he suffered a stroke, and although he's made some major recoveries, I don't know that we'll see him direct again. Um, oh. Yeah. But, uh, and he still has so many undone scripts that haven't been produced. 
hopefully we'll see more of them. Did you guys by any chance see uh, the wind mm. and the lion that he did? No. Remember that? No. Oh, no. what a brilliant, that was a brilliant film he did with Candace Bergen and, um, oh my God, I can't, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. What was the great English actor that we just, that was 007? Oh, um, Sean Connery. Sean? Sean Connery, yeah, it was Candace like Bergen, Sean Scottish Connery. Thing. Oh, it was a fantastic film. If you ever get a chance to oh. watch it, The Wind and the Lion, it's a wonderful film. Okay, Good. Awesome. thank you. Love a recommendation. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. We'll have to do an episode on it. William Cat says. <laughs> and what else? What else? <laughs> Done a few other things, you know. Uh, uh, Neil, I think that uh, I got to work with a dear friend of both of ours a few years ago on a film called Sparks which yes. did, did pretty well out there. It was a small film, but very, very well made. And uh, I think we, we should, uh, we should uh, salute Chris Foligno on that one, huh? We should. We should, Chris yeah. Foligno. He's a, talk, about a, talk about a gem of a human being. Holy cow. Aww. Yeah. Chris is a Lovely guy. Yeah, great guy. And Bill, and Bill got to play the bad guy. So that's Ooh, even more nice. fun. Nice. Yes. Yeah. He was. Yeah. And what else? He was a meanie. What's he was a meanie. Know me for? Was uh, a man from Earth? Did anyone catch that? Uh huh. Yep. Man from Earth was a was a Jerome Bixby script that we shot a few years ago. Tony Todd and a host of other uh, uh, sci-fi, uh, uh, well-known sci-fi actors were in that, and that was a small little film that was like the little engine that could. It was a small film that just became a cult favorite among. Uh, among the, the the sci-fi and horror fans out there. Oh, that would be another good one for us. That sounds totally like a like a good cold you know, show pick. Sandra. Yes. Sandra, Big Wednesday has got Robert England in a, in a little role in it. That's <laughs> so cool. Yes. Yeah. So Bob and I, uh, I met Bob. Bob and I starred in uh we worked with uh, way back in like nineteen seventy what was in the early seventies. We were uh, like spirit carriers in a play at Center Theater Group uh, with Cyrano de Bergerac. Richard, Richard Chamberlain was playing Cyrano de Bergerac. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we were both on stage. We, we both met in our early, when we were in our early 20s. That's how far we go back. Oh, that's so cool. Wow. You know what? I he love actually, that. He, you know, he was up here for a – we had a film um, festival – Oh God! Four or five years ago now, and he was up here, and I uh, and he actually brought that up, and I I had mentioned you, and he was like, "Oh my God!" He told me a very similar story <laughs> about you guys meeting when you were so much younger. So that's kind of oh, funny. Yeah. I love yeah. it. You're yeah, and he uh, and you when you watch Big Wednesday, if anyone ever cares to watch it again, uh, good film. But uh, you realize that the mm-hmm. narration was all done by Robert England. That's his voice narrating the film. Oh, wow. I need to watch that again. Wow. Hey, so uh, there's in Big Wednesday, there's a great scene where you and Gary Busey and Jan Michael Vincent all get on the surfboard at the same time while you're out on the ocean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that was you guys, right? I mean, it, it sure looked like you guys. No, that 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 particular <laughs> shot. No, was oh, not man. The, that was not the three of us. That was uh, uh. that was PT and Ian Carnes, and I forget who the other guy was. Jay Riddle, okay. I think it was. It was the it was the doubles. Uh, oh bummer. Okay. <laughs> so it was it was the doubles. It was the doubles. Yeah, on that particular shot. But uh, you know, Jan and I did a lot of our. But own you guys did a lot of surfing. 
No, you did. We did. Yeah, we no, did I don't a lot. Want to take away. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. And was that all in Malibu? Shot, did you guys shoot that all in Malibu? No, 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 no. We shot all the surfing stuff was first that we shot. Gary was not a part of that, but Jan was a part of it. We all went down to um, El Salvador in, in Central America. Wow. Um, oh. And at a place called, uh, we, we stayed in a, a little town out there and surfed at a point break called La Libertad and Sunsol, uh, I believe. It's the, both was, one was a beach break and one was a point break. Wonderful surfing. The, the break was like a lot like uh, Malibu, the way it would break. So we surfed there for a while, got incredibly sick. We all came home. I lost, I lost <laughs> oh, like no. 25, 30 pounds. Uh, we oh. all got amoeba dysentery oh. from the water down. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. That's why in that film, I'm so skinny. You can see in that film, <laughs> I, I just, I had lost so much weight. And then, oh and then that, we did the main shooting in L, main, most of the shooting was here in central California. And then we shot all the big wave stuff. We all went to Hawaii uh, for the big wave stuff on the North Shore. Okay. Wow. Nice. That's some incredible and Gary, Gary Busey yeah. left us there. Gary left us while we were in the North Shore, and he went to do Buddy Holly, which he, he oh. is revered for. Got, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He got a nomination for yeah. that. Yeah. He did. Yes, he did. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Should we, should we so, take you know, some audience questions? Oh, well, I was, yeah. I was just going to say, I was going to segue by saying, Bill, we're actually covering the film House tonight because it is actually the uh, 40th, 35th, 35th anniversary of the film. Okay. Believe, oh, wow. believe it or not. Um, I know. Hard to believe. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so, Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, my notes say that it was released on February 28th, I think it was, of 86 in the U.S., so it's coming up. Gee. I know, wow. crazy. Um, crazy. But one of our crazy. audience, crazy baby. One of our audience uh, is, uh, is asking you uh, what it's like to have been in the movie house and as well as do an episode of the TV show house. <laughs> well, like, did it, did it blow your mind? Like, what a coincidence! <laughs> Full circle. Well, it's a, those are both very, very different animals, you know. And I was a supporting <laughs> player on the on the TV series, and uh, right. which is a, a drama, um, House MD, or what, I forget. It was just called House or House MD. Um, I, I don't know. I, I was, I was pleased. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I was pleased to be on the show. I mean, it was a wonderful show. I think it ran for five seasons, six seasons, something like that. That was great. Yeah. Uh, totally different animal from, from House, the film in 86, which was really, I thought it was the first uh, post-MTV movie of that, of that time. I mean, it had that kind of feeling. It was kind of hip. The soundtrack was kind of was neat. The effects were pre-CG. There was very little CG. Yeah. It was all yep. animatronics. And, uh, uh, just a lot of fun. You know, I played that character as if it was a real guy in an absurd situation. And, uh, I had a, such a wonderful, uh, cast. Kay Lenz played my wife who turns into the monster and then <laughs> the witch. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and George, uh, went was my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> so great. And, yeah. <laughs> He was so great. He was so great. Actually, one of my favorite scenes I've ever done. 
was the scene with George went when I'm up and we're going to open the closet and I give him a, I yes. put a, <laughs> I, I put a, I give him a harpoon and yes. I say, it's, it's, yes. a closet, it's a big raccoon. He was so funny. Yep. Oh, you guys had such great chemistry in that scene and in that movie. <laughs> Definitely. One of the things that just makes that film sing is the two of you yeah. guys together. Yeah. Um, you, Absolutely. I do have a couple audience questions as well. If we want to keep throwing okay. those in to guys, um, sure. Todd, sure. Todd asks, what's your most difficult role stage or screen? Which one was, what's a role that was most difficult for you? Um, well, I always, uh, I, I loved the theater. I, I think, uh, I, I played, uh, well, Pippin was a, certainly stands right there at the zenith of my career at the time. Um, <clears throat> but I did, um, the days of wine and roses. I with with the, the wonderful Maya Dillon, we did at the Cleveland playhouse. Um, and, uh, Jack Hoffs directed that piece. Uh, we were there doing the days of wine and roses. It was a world premiere. Uh, that was certainly one of the most difficult things I, I ever did. Um, mm. but I've done some wonderful musicals. I love playing the pirate King. I did a national tour of, uh, pirates of Penzance and I played the oh, pirate King and that was pirate just King? wonderful. Oh, Neil. Oh my oh, gosh. Man. Neil would have flipped his lid. Oh, ah. Phil, I didn't know that. Oh, that's you awesome. Missed yeah. out, Neil. <laughs> I missed out. Yeah, that was fun. That was so much oh. fun because as playing the Pirate King, I got to break the fourth wall, which I just love doing. So I could yes. actually break the fourth wall with the audience and come down. And, and uh, a very funny story with that, when we were first doing it at the Wolf Trap in Washington, D.C., um, my kids had flown out from L.A. to see the show with my, with my then wife. And uh, they were sitting very close. And I actually went down into the audience and picked up one of my kids and put him on my knee while I did the entire song. <laughs> and it was so, so much fun. Wow. Oh, awesome. my gosh. <laughs> That's, That's a really awesome. cute story. Yeah. Yeah. I have another question. Yes, go ahead. Yeah. Um, Mark asks... Uh, you've worked mm -hmm. with so many famous actors. Uh, have you ever been starstruck by someone? Um, oh yeah, I'm starstruck all the time. <laughs> I get tongue <laughs> I, I get I get tongue tied um, by uh, just by when I'm when I know I'm working with a wonderful actor um, or or a talent. I just get tongue tied and and uh, by Aww. by lots of people. Oh yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. right. Scott says, but you're so wonderful yourself. <laughs> Which is true. I'm sure you've made your share of co-stars tongue tied. I would, yeah. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Enoch, Enoch is asking if uh, you ever passed on a role you were regretted. Did I ever pass on a role? Um, that you regretted afterwards. I tell you, I've done some films I regretted doing. I can't remember any <laughs> yes. that I passed on that I regret. But I, I've, done, I've done I've done a plethora of movies that I that I uh, that I am remiss to say I I did. Uh, but no one no one sets out to make a a bad movie. Everybody sets out to make right. a good movie. Of course. Yeah. Sometimes you fall a little bit short. You know. You know. Absolutely. I remember. I remember uh, when. 
uh, so Bill was was up in here in Santa Rosa doing a, a Q and A for Carrie a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, Bill. And we were you and I were doing the Q and A, and that I I mentioned a, a film that you did with Shannon Tweed, and you looked at you looked oh. at me, <laughs> and you're like, oh, oh my you god. saw that one, huh? <laughs> you you were kind of like, <laughs> oh my god, sweep it under the rug, Neil, move along. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! That's, that's I know one it of like, I think there's three films that I wish I could uh, I could have burned the negative, but uh, <laughs> but the good thing about that I want I want to pay homage to to Shannon because she was one of the I I taught I remember when we were doing that film and I because she was pretty much just a, a sex kitten at that time, but she was so yeah. freaking funny, you know. This is the gal who's married to Gene Simmons. And right. we yeah. shot up at Gene's house and he, he lovely man. But I, I remember talking to, to uh, Shannon saying, you are the funniest thing. You should be on a sitcom. And it's great because I think uh, <laughs> a few years later, she ended up on a on a sitcom and did very well. Oh, good. Oh, that's cool. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Still a good memory. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. One of our... So yeah, one of our uh, another one's uh, Hungry Boy is his name. <laughs> um, he, this is more of a, I guess, more of a comment than it is a question. But he he just basically is saying that uh, as an actor with nuance and house, um, your reactions to things like the flying the flying murderous tools, you know, is a very difficult thing. And he respects you absolutely for the nuances in your performance, you know, and what you give versus. Maybe like a you know the the easy thing when you're having a dialogue with someone, but when you're acting with <laughs> a flying tool, something, yeah. something that isn't right there effects exactly. Yeah. That, that's that goes a lot to your talent for sure. Well, and and you gotta play, you gotta take your hat off to all these actors who uh, uh, like the Avengers and Star Wars and all these new giant movies. A lot of those times, they're they're acting for nothing. They're acting in right. their imagination. You know. Yeah. And then they, they don't even see the finished uh, results until months and months later when they go, oh, that's what I was looking at. That's what I was <laughs> reacting to, you know? You said that people recognize you definitely from Carrie, which I know is just a huge, huge fan favorite among a lot of people who watch our show. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they'd love to hear a little bit about what that was like filming Carrie. <laughs> well, what was that like filming Carrie? I was very young and living with a couple guys in a house, uh, uh, barely barely getting by on unemployment and the theater. I did a number of plays at the Mark Taper Forum in Los Angeles and worked at different theaters, regional theaters, South Coast Repertory, and worked up at ACT at some point. And um, I was playing in little clubs with a guitar and playing around, making a couple bucks. And I got a call because uh, Brian... Uh, De Palma and George Lucas were casting for their uh, uh, their separate films. Star Wars was uh, George, of course, and and Brian was casting for Carrie. And uh, they were seeing virtually every young up and coming actor and actress in Los Angeles, and I think they did auditions in New York as well. So I was I was in that in that group and ended up uh, coming into audition for both of them. Um, sadly, I didn't get to play Luke Skywalker almost though. I think my big hair yeah. did me in. I had Farrah Fawcett. Oh. Those days. No, it, was, it was Kurt. We just Kurt, Kurt Russell. Bill. It's yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> but uh, but I did get to do Tommy Ross, and and that was that was quite wonderful. You know, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Oh, cool. <laughs> so oh, there was a question cool. in chat: is, Was that your real hair in Carrie? I'm guessing it oh, is. Yeah, but yeah, that was my real hair. Actually, Bill, you can't see it, but you, your your hair and Carrie and Caleb's hair now are very similar. <laughs> Caleb so. said really? he styled it in homage of your hair. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Well, I'm so lucky. I I still I have a lot less hair, but I still have hair, so that's good. <laughs> yes. That scene in Carrie, though, um, that's in the classroom with you, you know, up front, and then Carrie in the in the mm-hmm. foreground. Mm-hmm. They use it's just a wonderful scene because it's just I don't know, it's just the the way you're smiling and the, the look on your face with 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 Sissy in the background. I don't know. It's still to this day whenever I watch it, it just something about that scene just makes me I don't know makes me happy. Chills. Yeah, no, it's just <laughs> it's just happy because like the look on Bill on Bill's face is just so you know. It's it's like you're in high school and you're well, happy and there's you know it's life yeah. you know. Well, you know it was going like, during when we were shooting that I was just so happy to be there. Uh, what was going through my oh. mind was I can't believe I'm on this film and I get to be in front of a camera right now and Sissy Spacek is sitting about twenty feet behind me and Brian De Palma is over by the camera and I'm going holy shit man I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> Yeah. So I was happy. That that grin was for real. You know. I love it. That's awesome. That's a great story. Not acting. (laughs) No. Not at all. Wow. So, uh, real quick, before we let you go, is there any any fun stories or anything you any they call it these days? The kids call it tea. Any tea you can give us? (laughs) Any dish on on house? Any fun little tidbits we don't we don't know about? Maybe on house. Um. Because we're, well, we're gonna we're gonna praise gonna you talk as, as Roger yeah. Cobb in a moment. So, oh, good. Well, just know going into it, anyone who is who's listening, uh, Steve Miner. Uh, that that whole film wouldn't have worked without Steve Miner, who directed that mm-hmm. film. He he's just brilliant, and he was he has a really wicked left of center sense of humor, and that that's what made that film work so well. Um, a tidbit with that film. The first time that monster comes out of the closet, the big monster that, that's going <laughs> yeah. to mm-hmm. yeah. when the clock strikes 12. Well, my, my oldest son was on the set that day. We were shooting on set in Hollywood. And uh, he was watching. And when that they said, Roland, that monster came out of the closet, he started screaming so loud that they had to cut. <laughs> and I had to say, I had to send him and my then wife back in a town car home because they they couldn't we couldn't get the shot with him on the, <laughs> in the set. <laughs> That's, That's a great. good endorsement, though. Filming a horror movie—that's good. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And that that um the actual exterior of, of the house that is in it's somewhere. Uh, Ar- it's near Arcadia. Dwar- where, where, where is that? Remind me. Do you remember? They, I, I don't know. It's somewhere Ma- a little bit east of Pasad, a little east of Pasadena. It was an actual house, but they did put a false front on there. You know, oh, the house is oh. still there, but they put a false front on that house. And so we shot there for about a week. Okay. And the, the, the pool, okay. The pool, the pool was there in the backyard. I think it's is it Monrovia area? If I remember, somewhere in that area, somewhere around there. Yeah, so. yeah, I think so. Right there in the foothills. Uh huh. 
We're, we're going to go scope it out and maybe park in front for a while. <laughs> see if we can find it. So I'm down. <laughs> Tell him William, William Cat sent us. That's right. So, yeah. I'll, I'll send you right. the address. They'll be, they'll appreciate that. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we're past our, or past our allotted time because Bill, you are a busy guy. So <laughs> we don't want to keep you anymore, but no. thank you so much okay. for joining well, you guys, us. This you guys is. are great. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. I want to send my uh, best wishes out to all your fans that are listening on the podcast. And, and uh, I hope the rest of the year, I hope this COVID thing goes away soon and everybody stays healthy and safe. And, yes. uh, and I'm giving my, sending out my best. Thank you. And to you as well. Thank for sure. you. You and, your, yeah. you and your family. Absolutely. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you for taking the <laughs> Thank time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, I wish Bye. we could go on forever. What a guy. What a guy. I know. <laughs> and sorry if we didn't get to your questions, guys. <laughs> I know. Maybe, maybe Neil can send him some follow-up questions. And I know Todd was giving me a lot of shit in the in about <laughs> hogging about hogging the 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 guest, but uh, you know he doesn't know what happened beforehand, where I was told that no one else had questions prepared, so I was trying to like keep it moving. But the people had questions, <laughs> Neil. I know they did. That's but... okay, Todd. Todd, remember who your real friend is here. Remember who <laughs> your real right. friend is. Caleb and Sandra, your real friends, yeah. Todd. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm the devil with the fiddle in Tennessee or wherever the hell that oh is. Oh my god, Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, thank you. The fiddle in Tennessee. Oh my god, that's like the best alternative title to the devil went down to Georgia <laughs> I've ever heard. <laughs> the fiddle in Tennessee. <laughs> so I guess we should talk about house. Let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited now. Me I'm too. So I'm happy. Oh my god, he's a lovely, lovely person. Yes. He's so Absolutely. sweet, so kind. Yeah. I'm so glad he got to join us. Um, so House, as I mentioned, this is kind of Neil's birthday pick. This is a movie that is very near and dear to his little little beady heart. Um, this film is uh, released on Caleb's birthday, what, what? <laughs> February 28th. Of course, as was mentioned, Steve Miner, director, screenwriter, Ethan Wiley. Uh, this is a story of a horror novelist named Roger Cobb, who's haunted by the unsolved disappearance of his young son. And he's going through a marital separation from his actress wife, who's quite famous. And he's also dealing with the traumas he faced while he served during the Vietnam War. So Roger moves into his aunt's creepy old house upon her death. And all hell breaks loose. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So I guess we should start with you, Neil, because this is one that is near and dear to you. Why house? Why house? What is house well, you know, to you? Okay. You know, good question. So I, okay. I was, I was a big greatest American hero fan. Obviously you can see the flag behind me. The flag um, and the t-shirt. So it starts with that. Uh, and then um, when you, I got old enough to see both house and Carrie you know, that kind of solidified William Cat for me as just being a goddamn awesome person and actor. Um, right. And then House just had that perfect combination. Like he mentioned, Steve Miner. I mean, he put that comedy in there with, you still had your horror elements. Um, I love a good haunted house film, which to this day, I still feel like we don't have enough of those. Agreed. You know, I mean, you can name on one hand, I mean, the decent haunted house movies, you know. We need so, more. 
We do need more. So um, I just I fell in love with that film when I watched it in the theaters in 19, I'm guessing, 86. I mean, again, yes. when, you, when you go online and look, some things say 85, some say 86. We're calling it 86 because we're of, calling it 86. Yeah, exactly. So done. Boom. 86. Um, William Cat, practical effects. George went. Uh, I just thought it was just such a fun, well-made film. Um, it's a Sean Cunningham production which I know Bill won't ever mention this. I'm going to say it now that I know that there's issues with that he had with Sean Cunningham after the fact with regards to royalties um, and things that I've heard. I have heard since then that some people have actors have issue with Sean Cunningham uh, in regards to certain issues. Um, But, you know, it's almost like everything has came together so well for this film. Cause like, like you mentioned, it was a great soundtrack and the acting was superb. Everyone is committed to their movie. I, it's just, it's just it's a, I, I hate to say this again because we say it all the time. It is a fun, charming film. And it <laughs> makes me very happy. We love to say charming. That we is do. like, if there's, you know, a culture drinking game out there, when we say charming, it's a really good time to to take a shot. Um, <laughs> so this was... I mean, uh, Caleb, do you want to go next? And and I'll <laughs> no. no, I'll go next. I'll go next. I go next. Me, me, pick me. So this was my first time upon viewing this film. This was yet another movie that I knew Neil loved, and you know was very much like, well, you can't watch it without me. You can't, you can't watch it without me because I haven't <laughs> do seen it. it. Can't do it. So we we watched it as a people, and um, and I see why you love it. I see why a lot of people love it. It definitely has its, you know, I, I knew that it was beloved, but it is almost, it's one of those things. It's beloved, but it's also criminally under-talked about. Yes. And so it's like, this was great. I mean, I laughed a ton, obviously, but it's really deep (laughs) like it's actually like it's deep and we all know that that i love that we all do but you know when something kind of has like a lot to say and it's dressed up in this kind of bizarro suit which makes it really fun it's weird it's bizarre and that's um something i love there's a genre of books called weird fiction and this is kind of like this would belong in there this is like a it's like a weird movie and that's a compliment right but it's like you know he has to go through like facing his demons and his trauma from the vietnam war to like free his conscience and free his son and it's like it kind of just makes you think about like I told Neil, I'm like, what is the house show you? Does the house show different people, different things, you know, based on like their traumas and what they have to, you know, their, their demons they have to wrestle was, you know, auntie, like, was she like a really well-balanced person? So she was able to kind of keep the, the demons at bay for a long time. I don't know. Like, it just kind of makes me, it makes me think, but it's also just really like cute and charming (laughs) And like we said, just great chemistry and, yeah. you know, everything just kind of, I don't know, flows really nicely in this movie. I, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I got out of it. She finally liked a film that I liked. <laughs> so that was, <laughs> that's what it was. That's what it was. That's all she wanted. That's all, <laughs> all we wanted. <laughs> I swear to God. I swear to God. I swear to God. <laughs> We like a lot of the same movies. But but I have a feeling that conversely, Caleb's going to give a different opinion. Okay, so so I thought this movie was okay. 
um, what I did like about it. I really like that they addressed PTSD. Um, I I, I thought that was like very ahead of its time that they weren't like glorifying war in any sort of way and saying that that it's all clean. And okay. So I really did like that. The acting and the chemistry was great. Uh, The practical effects were very, 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 very cool. I I really did love those. Um, I just, the story to me was just, eh. Like I just, I, I, I don't know why. One of my least favorite horror tropes is why don't you just leave? Like, just <laughs> get the fuck out of the house. And without some sort of reason, like in The Host, you know, they give a reason. She's poor, a poor single mom, you know, working and going to school and has no money. She has nowhere to go. You know, in Amityville Horror, you know, they've leveraged themselves to get this house and they can't go sure. anywhere. And sure. this, you know, they have shown that Roger has his own house to live in. Yeah. So as soon as yeah. these things start, and, and after that happens and he doesn't leave, I've checked out. I'm done. And, and that's on me. I, I get that. <laughs> that is on me. But I, I just can't. I I watched it. That's rewatched it again last That's night. I'm oh like, my god, Caleb! No, no, Caleb! So, but Caleb, I he had done. to stay. He had to stay at the house because he knew that the house had something to do with his little boy's disappearance. Yes, and, and he definitely but, had a reason. But, but I, I so I, I, I disagree with that though because he saw his kid in the in the window like one time and like turned him off with the remote control, and then you never see him again until much later. He much, had to get much ready. Later. He had to get ready to face he, those demons. He has Caleb. no idea. He had to go he into the heart of darkness. He, he doesn't go know that his kid is there. He never knows that his kid is there. Uh, Ever. He Caleb. Caleb. He Caleb. Caleb. White people do not leave a house when it's. I know. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. He can't do it. We've can't learned this. <laughs> can't so, do it. They don't do it. So that's reason. what I'm saying. It is on me. I understand that you guys love this movie. And I'm just saying there are things about it that I thought were done very well. But the story for me, two thumbs down. But no, wow. but Sandra's correct. I, I agree with Sandra in that his son, he is convinced his son was lost in that house to that house. And he was there to find him. And that's why he stayed. That's why he stayed through it all. To me, the story doesn't show that, or it doesn't reflect that very well. Okay, so be it. So be it. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's one of those things where you know it's like this happens all the time when you review films and or books, and people are like, "But it was clearly in the text," and then other people are like, "It was not in the text," and it's like, "But I." Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> he turned uh, his son off in the window because he knew it wasn't his son. That was yeah, the house he's like, tricks this on is him. a house trick. I, yep, but, house see, trick. but then again, I don't think he knows what's going on with the house at that point. So how did I? Uh. He does, though, because he tells the real estate agent, my aunt believed this house was haunted. Yeah. So which, by the way, how fucking cool is that scene when he's talking to the real estate agent and the guy's just like shoots a freaking harpoon at his head. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> so good. 
He's like, oh, sorry about that or whatever. And he's like, that no actor, reaction. I, the actor, yeah. I don't, I don't know his name, but he's the manager of the hotel in Ghostbusters. He is. You're right. He is. Yes. But, <laughs> he does a good but, dry delivery. Yeah. But he does. But he shoots a boom and Bill's face. Oh, and the right. guy's like, oops, sorry. <laughs> like it's yeah. no big deal. Like it's That's nothing. So yeah. Oh my god. Uh, it's so, so good. I like a lot of the humors <laughs> like that. It's it's like, yes. I mean, there's some of the the practical effects, some of the little critters and stuff are, you know, kind of o- over the top. But a lot yep. of it's just very dry and it's just very reactionary to, to the situation, kind of like people have brought up earlier. And that's, I, I think, what gives it part of its charm is that you have these two totally different comedy styles going on by the way i thought that some of the little critters in the house absolutely precious could live in my house anytime <laughs> yes so adorable no not a problem for me so you, i'm sure you like what the the two little the two little whatever those little whatever they were, taking, looking things taking, pulling, get up pulling the, the kid up the chimney get the chimney yes yeah. oh i thought that was great <laughs> and again okay so these things are pulling this kid up the chimney. Yep. Roger goes and pulls him down, and he still stays and gives well, the yeah. fucking kid a bath. Be- because that's <laughs> even more proof that these things take children. Yep. Caleb, he saw it with his own eyes this time. Hobgoblins going up the chimney like Mary Poppins with a child. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Caleb, you 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 more than anyone know what it takes to get into a woman's pants, and so you gotta clean the more kid than off. Anyone? You have to clean the kid off, so he had a chance with that lady. So that's what it takes. No, nah, I think as I, soon as that yeah. lady dumped her kid on him, she he knew he knew he was a lonely <laughs> man. He knew it was up. Yeah. Uh, I, I love it. Know, leave your know. leave your child with a complete stranger. It's fine. He has an honest yes. looking face. I knew your aunt. I'm sure you're fine. I swim in your pool. Yeah, it's, so cool. it's not a we're problem. Cool. We're cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey your heard... aunt let me. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. That you know, you think it's this other thing that she's, you know, they're gonna hook up, and it's no. I want you for free childcare. <laughs> That's cute, 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 charming. Well, yeah. So, and how bad of a mom is she? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you yeah. could you could argue <laughs> dropping him off on a stranger. <laughs> You know, hey, I'm I'm gonna go out and go do some disco with my my gentleman friend. Here's my kid. Can you watch him, please? Well, we so, don't know that it could have been a girls' night. Yeah, or an AA meeting. I mean, you're right. We don't know what it was. So we don't it know what she was up to. Or oh yeah, or sexual uh, anonymous. What do you call that? Sex ed. What's the a- addict? Sex you're an ed? addict. Sorry, no, not Ed, no. But, I know. no. I like that. I'm going with that narrative. She was going to sex ed classes. <laughs> she was teaching she sex ed. She had a she kid. Was, and she she's wanted like, to see what it was all about. Yeah, she had a kid. Yeah, she had no idea what happened. What happened? Yeah. One day she just bent over and she thought it was gas, and then a kid came out. She didn't know what was going on. That so. little TV show about it. Um, <laughs> can we talk about George Went? <laughs> oh my god he is so wonderful in this he's film. so precious yeah roger cobb does not deserve george wentz he does not. you're right i mean like scott and i were talking about you know he pulls roger's book out of his pocket he's like beaten and, and broken copy and it's like 
he just like he's meeting his hero he's meeting his hero yeah. and he lets him down and it's like he just looks so earnest and so true in that moment and that's kind of like one of the times when i've gotten to meet joe hill of course wonderful horror writer and i have my like really stained gross copy <laughs> of heart-shaped box and i'm like you sign and, <laughs> and he was a lot nicer about it than roger but I felt I, I was relating. I was relating in that moment. I bet. I know he pulls all these pages out that are like the, the bindings all deteriorated. Uh, these the pages his, are falling out. It's his precious thing. It's his precious. Like Gollum. it's his Bible. It's his Bible. Yeah. Yes. Um, but in all seriousness, <laughs> I really do love the two of them together. Uh, just so good. So, so good. They are. I mean, it, yeah, no, George, what you're right. He's just, he's, he's so, He's so earnest in, in his entire performance. Yes. You know, that he comes He's across. He's just trying to help this guy. Yeah. He's just trying to help him. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I think, he, I think he is, but he has an odd way of doing it. I mean, just showing up at his house at midnight with food seemed a He's little odd to me. He's worried about him, Caleb. He's <laughs> worried about this man. No, there, there, there are a couple of bachelors. He's like, hey, he, you know, he's a bachelor. He's I'm a midnight bachelor. snack. Midnight snack. <laughs> right. yeah. He's like, this guy's gone through so much. I'm gonna help him out. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah. I, I think he's just a very nice, especially when he he comes over in the cop. His when the when he shoots the the witch, he shoots yes. the witch, and then the cops come over, and then George went and just kind of like butts his way into just the whole thing. Yeah. The I, I love some coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's so good. He, he picks um, the shotgun shells off the floor. Like, hey, <laughs> oh man, George Wynn is great. He's so great in this film. Oh, there goes <laughs> Neil's headphones. Um, so, speaking of practical effects, there's lots of lots of great ones. We talked about the little hobgoblin people. There's the as Neil calls her the witch, which is the critter that's pretending to be his wife that's a great uh, just dealing with the body of that is it sounds like a chipmunk yeah sounds like a chipette <laughs> yeah it's wonderful um i love that yes. when he's dealing with trying to deal with that corpse it so good so so good but i think one of my favorite practical effects is is definitely at the end his vietnam comrade and, ugh, and he's the skeleton guy that's iconic yes so R yeah. richard mole we all know him from night court night court thing. yes night yes court. he played bowl in night court yes but he was his vietnam buddy basically that was kind of this careless ah, you know me, maybe i i you know i think he was overall his buddy he was just he, he was careless you know yeah. and he was overconfident you know for sure and his, you know, just he didn't think the Viet Cong were anything. He was like, hey, you know, I can shoot these guys. <laughs> Left well, yeah, and right, no problem. Kind of an ass, yeah, yeah. He was, no no question. So, yeah. but, yeah, so he he, he... he didn't believe in the chain of command either. Yeah. He, he, said, like, he was just like... No I, one orders me around. Yeah, he just went like, <laughs> like full... Dude, you're in the military. <laughs> he went full Rambo over there, yeah. <laughs> he did. Yeah, so he... <laughs> Poor, poor Big Ben, his name Ben. He gets, he gets shot. Asks his buddy Roger to kill him before the Vietnam Viet Cong can take him to a you know to a camp, a prison ah! camp, and torture him basically. And of Jesus. course, Roger, poor Roger Cobb is like, I can't kill you. I'm gonna go get help. Yeah, and he runs away, and of course Ben gets taken away, and then we can only assume 
tortured and right. whatever ghost, for ghost like, ben tells us that it was a long time and it was awful right. and I, I mean just that's part of that where that deep that deep stuff comes in and one of the things caleb liked about it dealing with the trauma and uh you know those situations but i mean that'll that'll haunt you that'll do it that'll mm-hmm. make no you, uh, as as it should yeah. you know like i said that whole like john wayne like war is you know glorious and you know yeah let's do it for the country or whatever like that's you know so, war uh, yeah. sucks you know and yeah I mean, a lot of those kids coming home i mean they were kids you yeah. know <laughs> right the average yeah. age of the uh of a of a um soldier in Vietnam was 19. Oh yeah. my Whereas, god. And I, when I think of myself at 19 like yeah, no, doing no. Fuck no. Fuck no. Hell no. 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 Like World no. War 2 it was like 26 somewhere in there 28 but in Vietnam it was 19, yeah. So wow. absolutely not. Wow. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. It's crazy. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, so uh so Roger, basically, yeah, Roger, aka William Cat, his son was stolen by his basically pal from Vietnam, Big Ben, to get revenge on him for leaving him. So Big yeah. Ben, aka Freddy Krueger, in a way, he kind of reaches yeah. from beyond the grave. Is there, there's a the Krueger vibe. There's a Krueger vibe. Yeah. Yeah. He reaches and and for, takes his kid basically and takes him over to Dreamland because let's be honest, is would you call that like a alternate? I mean, what is that? Like an alternate timeline or a I, I would fantasy say zone? Like, no, what is that? I mean, I would say it's more like a um, maybe kind of a nexus. You know, it's it's kind of a space between reality type of thing. Because there's not like an alternative it's, it's thing warp. playing out. <laughs> yes, it's the, they do the time warp again. <laughs> they do time warp again. <laughs> yeah. That's true, because Roger Cobb did a step to the left, and then everything was like, you know. <laughs> and then it was all good. He forgot to jump to the right. That's the problem. That's going to get you every time. Oh, he did. Um, That's right. How cool is the poster for this movie? What a cool poster, too. Okay, so that is iconic. also one of the things that I really like about this movie, but is not about the movie. It's the poster. Right, yeah. Um, and then you don't really get that hand ringing the doorbell, but yeah, badass, badass. It's like, it, no, it's iconic. I mean, that is yeah. iconic. That poster yeah. of that hand, that disembodied hand ringing the door. Just cover. And it says, ding dong, you're dead. <laughs> I mean, that's right. like, you know, yeah. I, mean, I can crazy. remember, I, I never saw this, you know, when it came out, you know, on VHS, but I can remember seeing it in video yeah. stores going right. like, I wish I could bring that home. Maybe I would like it better. <laughs> I would have the I would have the nostalgia. You know? Well, I have no then it, nostalgia. Then I could then I could agree with you that it was a charming film. But <laughs> I have no nostalgia for this. I was like two weeks ago years old when I saw this. So <laughs> I, I, um, as was I. I. <laughs> um, I, you know, in some ways too, I I wonder if it, like I said, I know it's popular and I know it's a cult film, but I kind of wonder if it was a little little ahead of its time in a way like maybe people weren't quite ready for that like we're gonna go from funny to like dry humor to like deep stuff to like you know a midlife crisis thing and and i have to wonder if people just they i don't know if it was a marketing thing or if they just weren't quite ready for that like if they just wanted 
you know, I, I don't yeah. know. No, agree because yeah. it is all over the place. I mean, it's sometimes yeah. it's like very slapsticky, and mm-hmm. you know, other yeah. times it's very sad, and you know, um, yeah, it is all over the place. So, so I did read at one point it was supposed to just be like straight like horror hmm. without any of the comedy. Interesting. So yeah, Steve Miner. For you guys, I mean, anyone who doesn't know, he was involved with Sean Cunningham in the first two, first three Friday the 13th films, I think it was. Um, we just did these and we don't even remember. <laughs> I know, right? But um, <laughs> so, so Steve's got that, you know, he, um, he has that knowledge, obviously, of horror. Um, right. So, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a good question if he had, I mean, if he was, oh, also Fred, Fred Decker, the wonderful Fred Decker. Who, of course, we love from the Monster Squad and um, Night of the Creeps. You know, wrote this is a story by Fred Decker. Yes, so yes. we know we know from that that it's going to have a little bit of the horror mixed with the homage. You know, with a little bit of the sprinkling of the self awareness yeah. um, mixed in with it. So, um, I, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I I don't know. I I could like 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 Bill said. I mean, it's because of Steve this film works so well. So obviously oh, definitely. He, he had a vision like he totally, he yeah, had a vision and how to execute that effectively. Definitely. Right. I mean, at, yeah. yeah. Adding in levity, but at the same time, I mean, yeah, you're right. Because you think about this movie, it's about you're, you're, you lose your kid, you divorce your wife because most marriages don't survive when you lose a kid. Um, you're a, a writer who can't come out with your next book. Uh, your wife you're, is successful. Your aunt, your, aunt, your aunt commits suicide. Your aunt commits suicide. Exactly. I mean, there's a little, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, are you going crazy or not with what you're seeing in this house? I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it's a lot um, to unpack in an hour and a half film. You know, yes. Which, yeah. Which um, I, I would definitely say this is one of those films too, where there's um, there's not a lot wasted either. Like it's all, and we like that. We like it when it goes like boom, boom, boom. There's not a lot of filler. Yeah, and I love, I do love how right after the ant, when she when she hangs herself, and then it cut to basically Roger Cobb signing his book. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a great way to introduce you to him and to what he does. Yeah. And that, that he has a fan base, you know, because like, I love like how all the people who are standing in line as fans, they get, you know, they get They're their us. autographs. They're us, yeah. exactly. They're like us. That one guy, yeah. to my good friend, Johan, <laughs> whatever, you know, it's like all these people are just like, you know, you know. The, the first ladies is all, oh, oh, I get all excited, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and everything. I mean, it's. <laughs> I wrote, Roger has a very eclectic group <laughs> of fans. He does. Yeah. He does. It's, like I said, and then the woman with us. the glasses, like, yeah. that yeah. keeps peeking around. That's, uh, yeah. that's Dr. Evil's girlfriend. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is. Um, that's I can't I don't remember her name, her name right now. But... Yeah, I can't remember her name, but you're right. No, it is. So. Dr. Evil's paramour. <laughs> <laughs> it is, I, I, you know, again, I, I, I can't say enough though about William Cat's performance in this film because, as Hungry likes to point out, there is so much nuance to his performance. When you go back though early and watch his reactions and his little, his little, um, little, 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 little kind of bullet points, but his little beats that he takes and how yeah. he reacts to things that are so, just so great because he's not over the top, no. you know, but he's just very nuanced in how he acts in these situations. And I, I really do believe that is a big part of this film. Oh, 100%. So. I mean, in, in the hands of another actor, 
this would have been a disaster. I mean, like, absolutely. Yeah. It would have been so weird tonally and not in a good way. It would have just felt flat or awkward. Um, and, of course, talking to Bill and knowing so much now about, like, he has this really extensive theater background. It's like, yeah, because he's like an actor's actor, <laughs> right? So right. it's like he he got what they were going for and he rolls with it seamlessly from all of these, you know, different vibes that the film goes through. Yeah, definitely the right person was cast in that role. And, it's, you know, and, and, it, and the funny thing about it is you think about it, like Sean Cunningham, when he's producing this film, he's thinking, What's the biggest bang for the buck? I'm going to get TV actors that people recognize for my movie. Ah, yeah. You, you think about, you got William Cat, you got George Went, you got Kay Lenz. I mean, you know, I mean, you got these people that were basically right. TV actors right. for the most part. On, on right. popular shows. Exactly. Yeah. popular shows, right. yeah. exactly. Which at the time didn't happen. You didn't go yeah, back TV, and forth. Yeah, there was you like know, TV, TV was TV, like movie, movie was movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but he knew he could get them for less because they weren't movie actors. You know, they weren't big movie mm -hmm. actors. They were right. TV actors. So he could probably get them for less. He's and, like, and they're going to be a draw, but they're not yep. very expensive. Exactly. And, yeah. So, I mean, brilliant for that. Let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's for... creative. Yeah, for doing that. So, quick story. Um, when I was in... Dallas, uh, there was we did our second Silver Scream film festival in Dallas at the famous monsters right. did a convention out there. Yeah. Um, and so Sean Cunningham was there uh doing he had a um, documentary that he was promoting at the time. Um, and so I spent a fair amount of time with him because I was, you know, hey Sean Cunningham, I'm gonna hey, you know, yeah, I'm gonna spend some time with you. Um and I was talking to him about house, and I, of course I was like, you know, I love house, it's one of my favorites. He's like, oh yeah, we're we're actually looking at doing a you know kind of rebooting it, doing a you know a re a reboot on it. And I was like, if you do, by all for God's sakes, send me the script first <laughs> because I am a huge fan of that movie. You're like, I'm, I'm going to let yeah. you know if you're going to screw it up or if you're going to be okay. I'm you're like, like, send I me the, the script. You're like, first. I am the goddamn expert I, on this. <laughs> I'm film. I was yes. so adamant to him. I was He's like, like yes, no, but so this was after Caleb probably like, I mean, you know, it was a what a two and a half. It was a Friday night, Saturday, okay. Sunday thing. So Saturday <laughs> night we're having we're at like the, the dinner thing, whatever going on, and I was sitting with him. So at that point, he had known me for a little bit because I was I was hosting events and things and doing right. panels while I was there. Um, and so, but at that point, you know, so I was like, <laughs> you know, I was just like, dude, I, I swear to God, if you give me this script, I will make sure you're going in the right direction because right? I hold this thing with such high regard. I don't want you to fuck it up. <laughs> so, but Ooh, yeah, that's I'm never going to see the script, and the guy has no, no idea who I am no, no. if I were ever to talk to him again. But I tried, I tried. W was he going to have William Cat back? No, they kill William Cat. They killed well, no, him I off in part killed, four. That's why I was asking. I oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, I I don't see that they killed him off later on in the in the, in yeah. the series, but he could what, be a um, part of the house now. He, he could, could be, be one of the things. He didn't. He didn't tell me anything about okay. at least nothing could, I recall. Yeah. He could be part story. of the time warp. They should just. <laughs> they should leave it alone. I think they should leave the story alone. <laughs> I concur. So yeah. I concur with you. Yeah. But that's funny. I know. Anyway, Todd says they should call the they should call the sequel Duplex. <laughs> Pismo Mark Duplex. says, "What about Townhouse?" Townhouse. Todd says, "Condo." Condo. I like condo. <laughs> I like condo, Todd. 
yeah. How about timeshare? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so Sandra, do you have any favorite parts of this film? I mean, is there any like little favorite pieces of it that you can call? I mean, out? I feel like I feel like I kind of named a lot of them. I mean. I think probably my favorite scene is the one where he finally brings George Wentz's character upstairs to be like, yeah, it's a big raccoon. And just, I mean, (laughs) that whole scene and then, you know, kind of the surrounding, you know, the domino effect after that scene is probably my favorite part. Um, Something I didn't mention, though, that I also loved, this kind of counts as a favorite part, is I just love the house. I love the house. I love old houses. I love antiques. Um, I just think the house is charming and (laughs) just absolutely gorgeous. And I was just, like, gobbling up all the the little stuff in the background because I was like, this is – this is pretty sick. And I'm a huge, huge haunted house fan like Neil – and we need more. We need more. Especially we do need where more. the house is a character like this. Love that. Yeah. And it was set in Marin. We yeah, love yeah. to see it. North Bay setting. We love to see that. Absolutely. Even though That's it was in like Monrovia or something. So, right. right. Yeah, yeah. Down in so. LA. But uh, I love no, the choice. I, I was laughing yeah. when 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 George went asked him, you're an A's fan, right? Yep. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> like they went Oakland, not San Francisco. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially back in that day. They they kind of claimed that area. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. They probably picked who was doing better at the time. Right. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, good point. Maybe. Good I don't. I don't know. Like, who knows? but that's uh, that's my final, my my kind of concluding yeah. thoughts. Big fan house, big fan. Yeah. So, I mean, Caleb, what are you, <laughs> Caleb, no, you're like eh, again. I would, again, I would walk I, out. So, so my favorite scene is the first monster you see when he finally opens the door, and that for you know, like okay. like Bill was saying when his kid was yeah. there, like that. That's the very first one you see, really. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You hear yeah. some so. things, and you know, um, that's a cool monster. It's sort of it reminds me of those beetle things from uh, the Dark Crystal. I forget what they're called. <laughs> I think it starts with a G. But <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, um, yeah. I know what you're talking about though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of has that vibe. Um, but uh, I think that's just a great effect, and all of those practical practical effects were really amazing. So, so you, you know, it's kind of funny, though, if you go back and watch that scene where he first opens the door the first time you see it uh-huh. right before he opens it, the whole wall moves like you oh, really? like you like you see the whole wall move like it's made of paper. I mean, it's like the whole thing. Goes, <laughs> so, it's, you know, yeah, it's like you're like, oh, geez, OK. But, you know, you, wow. you, you have to you have to be looking for it, but you can totally see it when you go back and watch. But, oh, that's hilarious. I'm going to look for that. That creature is cool because it is sculpted. You can't even in the movie you can't see half the detail of how well mm. it was sculpted. Because there's like there's um it, on its sides there's like skulls and people's like faces, almost like it's a soul. You know, I mean, like it's like like it like Freddy's chest, like it sucked your souls in or something, kind of like that. Yeah. Back okay. to the Freddy Krueger thing, yes. So, <laughs> back to Krueger. Back to Krueger. All <laughs> things lead back to Krueger. All all but, roads do lead to Krueger. They <laughs> do. <laughs> thank thank you hungry gartham is the uh gartham yes <laughs> hungry of course See, i remember the g <laughs> you good job caleb good job yes gartham um <laughs> let's not boy. talk about that anymore how for me i mean God, i love so much about this film the i think they, they did a really good job with that giant fish 
on the what on the, the board giant fish. after he what shoots it, giant... and the yes. poor fish is like squealing, you know, and its eyes kind of <laughs> shaking. I, I feel, feel bad so for bad. The fish. It never looks quite the same after that scene. And I because yeah, it's got a towel thrown over it. I know, and I just like want to take it with me. There's a dro- there's a droop to it, and it's like it's okay, my sweet. I sweet swear, fish. it's it's like one of those animatronic take me to the river basses. Oh, take me to the river, <laughs> toss me in the water. Oh, no. Yeah, but this is this is decades before that. Decades. Yeah. Well, See, this was the. You know what? Maybe, maybe they have a lawsuit. This this Marlin walked so uh, crawled so that that fish could walk. I don't know. So that fucking talking bat bat can walk. Just like it's, yes. it I want the, I want he that swordfish to turn and go like take me to the river. <laughs> I believe it is Billy Bass. If memory serves, he does have a name. I don't know. Oh, that was well done. I thought that was pretty well done, actually. But yeah. anyway, there's so much in this film that I love. Again, I, I just I'm thank you guys for humoring me and watching it. And anytime, you know. So it's really even Scott liked it, which makes me happy. So. Oh, yeah. You know, I'd house it up with you anytime, any day of the week. Any day of the week. All right. I like house. And um, I guess that's it otherwise, right? Is that it? Yeah. That's all I awesome. got. Nice job. So next week, boom. Next week, I think Caleb picked a couple of films for us because technically next week is Caleb's birthday. But, but these are not his birthday picks. Right. He is graciously postponing one week so that we could finish off February. Yep. So, Caleb, why don't you say? So, so I would get to pick two weeks in a row? You do, <laughs> yes. You kind of did. Though, to be fair, I think these picks were a little bit of a group decision. They were. They were. Yeah, they were. yeah, All right. yeah. So, um, February, we've been talking about women in horror. Very important. But uh, what we never did say was that February is also Black History Month. So, next week, we will be doing Blackula and... Tales. Tales from, from the, hood. the hood. Yeah. <laughs> Tales from the I was living I'm in like, a white ghetto. <laughs> I I am like I'm like a stage mom over here, like telling you like Tales, Tales. Whispering my lines. Hood. Yeah, just exactly. Like, Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, it's gonna be a good time. I'm super looking forward to next week. Yeah, yes. should be fun. Should and that's fun. your homework, cultist. If you need to be refreshed on those films, you got a week to do it. So chop, chop. Get to it. Get yep. to it. So a huge thanks to William Cat for joining us. That was fabulous. Um, thank you. He texted you. during while we were doing this saying, thank you so much to everyone. He had a great time. He thought everyone was fabulous. So he loved the questions. Aww. So um, everyone, please go. Go forth knowing that you made William Cat happy. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What a good birthday awesome. gift. This yeah. was this was great, guys. Thank you so much, everyone. It made me really happy to talk about this film and to have everyone so interested. It's great. It's good times. Well, well happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's all right. Happy birthday, Laura. 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 Yeah. Happy birthday, Laura. <laughs> you, birthday, Laura, Will, Caleb. There's so much going on. So much in February. Right. Uh, Abe Lincoln, 
the Abraham, what's the, what's the first president names Washington? George, whatever his name George, was. yeah, yeah, George. Happy birthday, George. With the teeth, yeah. George, exactly. George, George, with the teeth, yes. <laughs> with the wooden teeth, that they guy. weren't wooden, by the way, but they were fake. They were fake. Okay, what yeah. were they made from if they weren't wooden? They were made from like porcelain and bone and other shit they used to mix together to make teeth. <laughs> porcelain and bone. Okay, another shit. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Mix it up. History. You come to us. They for your found a cadaver. Bags. They ripped the teeth out. <laughs> what was left nice. of them anyway? Yeah. All right. Credit, Scott. Credit. Bye, friends. Oh my goodness. Bye, Evan, Mindy, Laura, Laura, Macy, Hungry, Ken, Fismo, Cooley, Mark, <laughs> Todd. Kelly. <laughs> uh, who else? Who else? Michael B. Of course. Kenneth. Gory uh, bits. Gory bits. Yes, the gore. We love our gory bits. <laughs> uh, Mindy. We've got Mindy. Bye. Mindy. Bye, Mindy. <laughs> the culture is filmed before a live studio audience in Santa Rosa. California. Check out the video version of this podcast on YouTube, or find us online at theculture.com. We appreciate you listening and hope you can leave some positive comments. Thanks again and talk with you soon. You sign... <laughs>